Cool. Cool. Let's do it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Road to Redemption podcast. It's your boy, Cam. We are in this bitch as again. Here we are with Mr. Andrew Schultz. We've Hi. Been Hi. We've been waiting. Professional podcast extraordinaire. Comedy <laughs> legend. Ha. <laughs> What's up, my man? How are things? Uh, things are good, man. Just hopped off the plane from New York. Yeah. Just came. Yeah. You've been doing, con- I mean, your whole life is content. Yeah, content, content, content. That's all we do, man. So, you would you say, I've heard you say it once before, that you would give the credit to music for the way, the way you put out content? It's definitely an inspiration. I think I've kind of like worked backwards in, in uh, finding that out. Sometimes things inspire you without even knowing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. So, so like, for me, I'm a father. Yeah. My my kids. Obviously, it's very easy to say my kids inspire me. Right. They inspire you in different ways. So, like, I know you used to box, right? Yeah. You still do currently. Uh, I started kickboxing now. Yeah. I yeah. My mitts and the, I got my pads. Okay. Car, okay. Know, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll throw some. We'll throw some uh, round twos. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like with that man, I didn't train MMA until I was 27. Right. Started training Muay Thai now because it's like, dude, just. For me, as doing comedy, yeah, podcasting, being a man, it gives you more to talk about, which is yeah, more content. To for sure, about, for sure. Which is, I mean, for what for what we do, the more you can talk about, which is why I think Rogan's so successful. Yeah, the more you can talk about, the more you can cover. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just like having someone to focus on and get better at that doesn't mean anything. You know, like, I'm so hyper-focused on career, so I want to get better at stand-up, get better at podcasting, all these other things, and the stakes are so high. So it's nice to have something, an activity that uh, I can just improve on for me, and if I fail, I fail. It's okay. I stop paying my rent. Yeah. Nothing matters with kickboxing. Does that make sense? Because yeah, you're not trying to be a fighter. Exactly. I'm doing it just for me. Yeah. Everything else is like, oh, I want to make sure that, you know, I, I do comedy well because I love the art, but I also pay my bills with that. So yeah. I got to make sure I get enough material out there. We have, you know, the new tour ready, all these other things. It, it's There's a business aspect to it. There's zero business for kickboxing for me. And some people have gardening or some people have. Yeah, but like gardening is dope. I don't have it de- there yet, but like it's meditative from what I, my from what I understand. Like for people who are go 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 go, and they're maybe anxious people, slow you down. slows you down. Patience. You're breathing. You're not really talking or doing anything. You have one singular focused task, and it's it's very meditative. Like my mom loves it. She's an anxious person. She loves gardening. It really kind of chills her out. Well, there's a science to that shit too because grounding you know you take your shoes off being out in the garden i heard about that well, yeah, yeah that's a thing so i'm not a scientist by any means and i don't know exactly how it all works. I know yeah soil on your feet like primal people used to do yeah yeah so i want to talk to you because you had said something where you find you like doing things sometimes that don't necessarily have a hobby but from everything i've seen of yours you're a lot like me in the fact that you will take something you love and turn it into a career. Yeah, because why should I do something I don't love for a living? Especially if you can make money doing it. Yeah, so that's been my whole strategy. It's like I only want to do shows that I enjoy. Well, even shows, but so with podcasts. When I say show, like a podcast is a show, stand-up is a show, uh, the little you know YouTube uh, shows that we got going on, like everything that I'm doing, everything I do, it starts with do I want to do this? I don't even think about how to monetize it yet. 
You can't, yeah, because if you start anything with the idea of making money, typically it's going to fail. Well, because your intentions are fucked up, right? I don't know. For me, it, it doesn't work that way. Some people, they're really good at making money. I can't. Right? I'm like you. I That's can't. fair. So it's like, so me, it's just like, what do I want to do? And then for whatever reason, you know, money seems to find it, you know? So it's like, we just started putting out this content on YouTube and that stuff and people started watching it. And obviously you get some YouTube views. And then, you know, we had, uh, I realized that there was like, there was, there was an empty space in the market. Like there's so many people like me creating content and then they weren't connecting with advertisers. So I, w I was basically, you know, spoke to a couple buddies and I was like, yo, let's start an ad agency and uh, let's get ads to run on this YouTube content that we're creating. So now we're doing that. So it's like, you will, it will just happen organically. Like, you know, but I created these shows for, I was probably doing them for a year straight without ever trying to monetize them. Sure. And then once we got it under our belts, we're like, all right, well, what can we do? How can we? Well, someone's going to sponsor podcasts. Why wouldn't they just sponsor Inside Jokes? Or why wouldn't they just sponsor Dropping In? There's Sponsorship is weird. I mean, it really is how it happens because if it happens organically, we got a few sponsors for this show and it happens so organically that literally it's just not even trying anymore. Right. Because you're like, hey, we were already talking about that. It just so happened that they hit us. As yeah. Like, we heard that you talked about us. Yeah. You mind if we pay you and you keep talking about yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. I've been waiting for this this company to do ask, that. I was going to ask because you're Reebok to the fullest. Reebok? This is Reebok down here, but this company, Ame, right here, these cheap fucks, they haven't... Dude, I wore this Ame shirt on Rogan, okay. right? I ask you about Ame. It said giant on the chest Ame. I didn't even put it really together. I just thought the shirt was cool. Yeah, that no, I wore another one. Oh yeah, you can't wear that one again because that's what the white one you was just wearing. I just had a white one, right? And I just went that seizure video that they went viral. I was wearing one, and it's like you would think someone from this fucking company would reach out and be like, "Hey, we appreciate you getting us in front of twenty million people." Rogan. You can't not even Rogan. The 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 other one went viral too. Like the yeah. seizure one yeah. probably had more views than the Rogan one. It was like. That was a crazy little experience. All I'm saying is like this company should have should have fucking reached out, but I'm gonna keep wearing them because I like them. But I don't know which camera we're at. But eventually you're gonna you're gonna send me a box of shit and and say thank you. Uh, the seizure thing, just some chick had a seizure, man. She had a seizure during the show, and then it was during a comedy show, and the feature was up, and then he got off stage, and um, you know the show must go on. So not a, never a seizure, but like I kind of enjoy those moments, you know, just like kind of. I like tension in a crowd. Uncontrolled chaos. Yeah. yeah it's, that's it's where really comedy thrives. To me, it's like we're just trying to create the tension. We're, we're just trying to create tension that a seizure creates. Would you say that being a comedian, you have to be able to live off a single moment as a comedian? You have to be able to take every moment as it is because if something changes in the audience or even the club, right. you've got to be able to adjust because if you stand up there and just try to strong arm it, right. it could go well. Yeah. But if you try to play to the situation that's obviously the elephant in the room, do you right. think that is more of your strategy? Because you seem to attack everything head on. Yeah. Just say how you feel. I really think that's... Unapologetic I, is how you're often... Yeah, but like, yeah, just say how you feel in that moment. I think people can tell if it's authentic or not. And then if it is, they'll just react to it. And if it isn't, they'll react to it. But, like, just say how you feel in a moment. Yeah, because you were like, yo, that shit was crazy. Yeah. And, were like, yo, and everyone else kind of got to sigh for a second. Like, yeah, they were like, it was crazy. Yeah. Thank God you said that, because I wanted to say that. Now I don't have to. It doesn't have to be weird, especially if the girl stays. Yes. Get them out. But if she was to stay, you'd 
been like, yo, don't do that shit again. Yeah. Funny speak to people's funny. feelings. You know, like speak to your own feelings, but your feeling often is shared by more people than just you. Yeah. And I think really good comics can speak to like the feeling of a generation or speak to a feeling of a time. I appreciate that, man. That's what I try to do, man. For real. 36, correct? 35, almost almost 36. Okay. Well, actually, not almost, but okay. October 30th. So you grew up in the same basic time as I did. I want to ask you because it's something I was very curious about. Yeah. You're from New York. Yeah. Content out the ass. You mentioned Russ specifically. Yeah. And then you had mentioned Gary Vee the other day. Yeah. Do you actually take a whole lot of motivation from Gary Vee or do you watch take what you kind of take from it and leave what you leave. You know what? It's interesting. I, I'm going to, I'm going to do a Gary's podcast. I think next week, I think it's next week. And it's like, I haven't read a lot of his stuff. I, you know, obviously I follow him and we had him on uh, brilliant idiots yeah. a couple times mm -hmm. and I enjoyed those conversations, but I haven't like read his books or anything like that. I mostly see his like Instagram stuff. So I wanted to sit down with him and just kind of like, just kind of talk about it, you know, outside of like the minute long things we get on Instagram, but like really see how he feels about content, where content's going and maybe, and I'll share my opinions on where content's going and just have that conversation. Because that's, that's two powerheads of New York coming together going, hey, we're going to yeah. step in. I mean, I mean, that's cool, man. I love it. I just like being around people who are hungry and people are trying to like, you know, shift the business and like push things in a different direction that that's what i want to do you it's know interesting to me in the same way that you are because i see it uh you may be not because your at mentions are probably getting pretty full these days uh mm -hmm. i see people even doing the same thing you're doing yeah ever since the rogan thing aired, yeah yeah watch and go oh he's doing Schultz's thing. right right oh, he's doing the exact same thing which people have talked about forever like people do it with the tell in los angeles because they think they're not going to recognize it from New York. Or oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see a lot of people now. They want to. They want to do this Andrew Scholes thing. What does that mean? Stylistically, you're saying? Ah, wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah. The way you. Yeah, yeah. Things. For me, I see similar. Wow, that's fascinating. I've never. That'd be. Yeah, that's that's so crazy. I'm a yeah. Comedy head, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. The day I was born. Yeah. In my whole life. Yeah, yeah. So for me, like when I watch you, I see like inspiration of timing from Sebastian. Okay. That's what I feel. But right. how does that feel for you? Who do you pick up from? So Sebastian's interesting. Like I, I saw Sebastian years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. Uh but I never watched him. Never. No. Like I, I've never Yeah, but like there's guys that you watch just because of the proximity. You know what I mean? I saw him like when I was in college. He performed at a restaurant I managed. And he was great back then. He was I think he's so good. But I've never seen like a full special of his. I would say my um inspiration comedically has always been like, you know, Patrice or Rock or Chappelle. But in terms of like style I don't know. I've never really... I've always tried to, like, stay away from people because, like, when I'm creating an hour, I don't watch anybody. How long do you think that takes you? It takes me forever. Sometimes, like, I haven't been able to watch anybody for years. Like, I haven't been able to watch... It's Chris Rock special. there's a lot of good content out there. It's no, I'm sure, I'm sure, but my feeling is, like, I don't want anything to affect me in any way. And you're doing a great job because, like I said, people right. are now emulating you because right. it's so clear. That's so cool, man. What a cool thing. For me, yeah, yeah. I hear the New York accent, which to me is enough to go, 
that's very similar. Right, right, so right. That's probably where a lot of that comes from. Yeah. For me, the, I, you said something interesting that was you think five comedians should have specials right now. Yeah, yeah. Now, what I meant by that was I think you can have a special, like a version of it. I just think it's very hard to penetrate the market with a special. You mean that Comedy Central, Netflix, Showtime? Yeah, it's just like, it's not how you break, like how I would break comedic talent. And I think I'm going to start doing this. Like we filmed my buddy special, but like, so basically what I'm, I'll use my buddy Giannis as an example, right? And Giannis is an amazing comic. So like what I wanted to do is with Giannis is if I want to like blow him up at least to like my fans I can't guarantee he's a global sensation but I can get him in front of my fans in a way so like what I first did is I brought him on the podcast mm-hmm. right and introduced him there and then I brought him on inside jokes which was killed it killed. so much fun right and the people were like oh we really like him then we shot his special mm-hmm. now the special is an hour plus, but I want to put out like a 15 minute version of that, similar to what I did with myself, 441, right? Right. So it's like, so the goal is introduce, get people to find him funny, and be curious in the stand up. And then when we give them stand up, give them something they want more of, not less. Everybody's got 15 minutes. Nobody has an hour for a stranger. So after we do the 15 minutes with him, excuse me, I'm going to keep. I'm going to, like, have him keep, like, you know, posting clips and shit. And then the next thing we do can be longer. Is that a part of your media agency that you're going to do? The Flagrant Media Group? Yeah. No, that's the Flagrant Media Group is just about, like, getting sponsorship on podcast. all the content we got. Not only podcasts, but, like, I would love to be able to get sponsorship on this project with Giannis. That'd be great. Yeah. And it's basically just going up to them and saying, it's just hard when it's somebody new. But, like, with Inside Jokes, it's going, hey, we're averaging, you know, 75 thousand views an episode or whatever we're having like yeah. is that interested to you like you you sponsor podcasts that get that is all you're doing. that's it yeah. simple as that hey this is how many people are going to see it you ready go for it. it i mean honestly it's being real like it's Giannis and you being real at the same time going and that would be hard for you as a friend i would not want to tell my friend hey look you're at i'm just using an example i don't know sure sure Seventy-five thousand views you know, uh, Trident Gum may not fuck with us. Yeah. But, Chick-fil-A might. Yeah. I, I know I got the tier mixed up, but you get what I'm totally saying. Totally get what you're and saying. You tell them, hey, man, but this is a starting point, and you take what you can get. And it's free money. With it, provide them value. It's free money, bro. It's free money. Like, that's the way I look at it, because we were going to put it out regardless. Yeah. So if I can get, like, I put all my content out as advertising for the shows, mm-hmm. right? So if I can monetize the content that's advertising, like imagine McDonald's found a way to make money off a billboard they put on the highway. The smartest thing McDonald's could do, in my opinion, yeah. for like marketing, yeah. has been like, yeah, the machine's still down. Come in tomorrow and get a frosted. Lean into the curve. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm saying is like, you know those billboards on the highway? Mm-hmm. McDonald's pays for those, right? Yeah, tons of money. Tons of money, right? So like I pay to create my shows. Correct. Inside jokes, all that yeah. kind of. I hire Alex. I hire these productions, right? So, but imagine McDonald's found a way to make money off of their billboard on the highway. 
Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's like if you could make money off of advertising the thing so that people come to the shows, it's like, oh, we really figured some shit out here. That's how it used to work back in the day when billboards worked. Now nobody pays attention to it. Right. You're looking at your phone while you're driving. Right. Because, I mean, God forbid if you're even still driving. Yeah. Have the Tesla folks out there fucking things up, crashing into stuff, I guess. Yeah, man. I don't know what happened. Something happened here recently. Um, uh, really? I mean, the tricky thing with that is like, I don't know. It's okay if they explode. They just less of them have to explode than regular cars. Yeah, as long as the statistic evens out. That's it. Yeah, as long as you don't end up on the wrong side of history. So people are like, oh my God, one Tesla went off the road and like did. It's like, yeah, that's way less than people driving normally. The first dude that got a nose job got fucked up too. Guaranteed. Probably. 100% of people that were... That Probably. Got by sharks. Yeah. Wet. Sure. You keep Absolutely. Silly shit, you're going to keep getting what you get. Yeah. My buddy but got a saying, if you play silly games, you win silly prizes. There you go. So, I guess in this metaphor, driving a car is silly. If you're going to be one of the first individual to get... But it's not about first. It's, it's not about first. I guess what I'm trying to say is like... Anybody that gets in a car, regardless of a Tesla or not... Okay, you're saying any. Yeah, I'm like... I'm like, a regular car... Let's say 5% of the people who are in cars get in accidents. Let's just say, hypothetically. Tesla just needs to be 4%. Yeah, right under. But we act like Tesla got to be perfect. No, no. It just needs to be 4 So if I was Elon Musk and the, and the car crash, I'd be like, now you don't say this. But on some level, you could be like, yeah. Yeah, of course it did. Yeah, how many times have you crash? Yeah. Do you have a perfect driving record? Yeah. No? Your insurance company. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. With I'm trying you. to do it when nobody operates. Bro, you don't even need insurance for Tesla. If everybody's in a Tesla, there's no insurance. Think about that. Yeah. Like, if it's going to be a time where we're not even allowed to drive no more. Legally. It'll be like, no. It'll be too dangerous. Enough. You're not smart enough. Yeah. It's like, if, if everybody crashes at 4% in the Tesla and everybody crashes at 10% when you're driving yourself, you think we're going to let you fucking drive? Statistically, That's dangerous. crazy. You'd be, You'd be a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Look, how dare you put your hand on the wheel? We'd see you do it with your hand on the wheel and it'd be like texting and driving. Dude, in the future, driving is going to be like texting and driving. We're going to look at someone in the... Oh, yeah. We're going to be like, how dare you drive your own car? What are you crazy? You trying to kill people? You irresponsible Elon Musk, piece of shit? Elon Musk is going to be president next because he came up with finally getting people. Yeah, to not of America. We don't let that foreign shit go down. You got to be born here. Is he yeah, he's from South Africa. Is he? Yeah, Musk? he's an African. Did not know. That. Yeah. All right, so you're on the Matador tour, mm -hmm. which which plays back to a conversation slash a joke that you have about being a bull and. Yeah, or being the matador, like, so comedy for me is is a bullfight, right? And it's, um, for me, comedy is often described as like a boxing match, and I, I never really liked that analogy because I've boxed, and I never thought it was anything like comedy. But uh, a bullfight, I can tell, you know, I can see his similarities. And for me, the premise, the joke has always been the bull, right? So like the more dangerous the premise or idea, the more exciting the bullfight is. But you're not supposed to struggle with the premise, you're supposed to dance with it. You know, I want to be with the most dangerous bull and I want to dance elegantly with it as it struggles to skewer me, yeah. you know. But 
the possibility of getting skewered is what makes it exciting for the audience. 100%. So that's why I think it's a it's a bullfight. In this room, you're about to ride a line between, oh my God, how can you say that? To right. Yo, fucking, he just, he finally said it. Yeah. Somebody needed to say it. That's yeah. And you're about to ride for... That's the fun. That's the fun. That's that's what I find so fun about comedy. So, I just wanted to. I learned it was, that um, about bullfights that if the bull that they send out there is too weak, that the crowd boos, and that's how I feel about like shitty premises and jokes. Do you have outtakes of inside jokes where you've had to be like, dude, that doesn't hit hard enough. That's, that bull's not big enough. Um. Yeah. yeah Not necessarily outtakes But like We've we've In the show questioned it We've been like Does that really not work yeah. Or is that Is that Is that Is that getting pushback And then people will say Certain things Like Jan has had an interesting Episode It really wasn't As much about the joke It was about the idea Of like doing material About his wife yeah. Like now that he's married For the first time In his comedic career He has to consider Someone else's feelings in a bit and I thought that was a cool combo whereas his joke wasn't that crazy offensive but the idea that you like do you change your comedy do you shy away like what do you do I mean, with that with this I mean I'm, I'm married and there are sometimes I mean it does come into effect you say shit for me I'm a pretty unfiltered guy I say what I want sure what I want but obviously I care about my wife or I wouldn't be married to her. Absolutely. So you ride that line just like you would. I mean, you have personal relationships that you're not going to talk about on stage. Right. I think it's really any different. I'm not going to go out there and put something that my wife would be like, hey, dude, I would have preferred yeah. to tell 80,000 people that I did some crazy shit yeah. in the shower or whatever. I'm yeah. Sure but sometimes people people do. Like, I guess for me, the girl that, that I end up being with, she has to be able to accept this and and part of the reason why and i've had conversations with girls where i just like listen like i don't want anybody to know who you are because then it puts an added pressure not only on our relationship but on you when i'm creating material if everybody knows who you are they have a face a name an instagram account when i tell this joke about you licking my asshole it's a different thing that's megan that's not my girl or whatever the the girl's name is it's a different ball game and then it makes it uncomfortable for your family it makes it uncomfortable for everybody when it's just you and me have our private life like i don't know who your wife is i don't know who most people's wives are it's a silly thing that like people in the public eye you have to know their wife you don't gotta know my kids you don't gotta know my wife like these people who like market their children it's odd so that is a fine line for me it's like my kids are on my page yeah my kids are on my page because i'm a father now i see people trying to hit like at pampers too hard like they're putting their kids naked in the bath yeah to me i don't play that right 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 if anybody ever puts something up with my kids on the internet there'd be a real problem yeah yeah it changes I mean like you said You're gonna You'll know with comedy I mean your life Look, Is gonna change You'll find ex- Exactly You'll find that place Where you go Oh shit I actually have to Give a fuck How you're gonna be Perceived now I probably put my kids Before my wife A thousand percent I mean you always will Like I really No I mean on Instagram Like put your I put my kids up on Instagram before I put my wife. Yeah, my, my old lady's not on mine very often. Yeah. But my wife understands, and as you probably do, yeah. 
she understands that she doesn't want that problem. Yeah. Because as somebody who does anything close to what we do, right, you get crazy people. Right. You have insane people that yeah. will say and do things and request things and yeah. do completely unsolicited things to you and everyone they can get a hold of connected. Yeah, yeah. So my wife is going, hey, cool, put your face out there. You know, yeah, obviously I want people to know we're married be out of respect, but yeah, I don't want my shit up there. Like right. So yeah, it'd be that simple. Yeah, just don't, I don't know. I just, it's just an added stressor that's completely unnecessary. Into the curve. Yeah, and someone who doesn't want the spotlight. I think if you're dating someone who wants the spotlight, it becomes tricky. Well, then you got like the Seguras and the Pazinskis who right. do it well. You know, yeah. I don't know how I wouldn't be able to yeah. coexist with my spouse like that because you'd have to be able to communicate really well. Yeah. I yeah. Now, I could do it on recordings, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a tricky thing, man. It's like you communicate well because you, you articulate well, you speak well, and you have a good vocabulary. Do you communicate to women well? Yeah, yeah, I think so. The, the trickiest thing is is uh, it's not knowing what to say. It's like knowing how to say it to them because you don't want to hurt their feelings. No, that's everything. Yeah, it's not what you say. It's how you say it, right? So it's like I don't want to hurt your. Your feelings, but if I don't tell you this, your feelings are gonna end up being hurt because I'm just gonna be ignoring you. How do you, how would you explain to a girl like, yeah, sweetheart, I'm gonna talk about us on stage because it's my life. This is what I do. Like, simple as that. I'd be really harsh with it, probably. It I'd be like, hey, if you want to be part of this. This is what I do for a living. This is how I pay the bills. This is how I provide this lifestyle. And I share my life with the world. So if you want this, and there's a lot of great that comes with this, you know what I mean? Like we get to hang out a lot during the week because I work at night. You know, we get to have income that we could do fun things on. Um, but I share these things with the world. Yeah. And it's something you got to accept. And that and this comes first, to be honest with you. You know, I don't have a family yet, yeah. so it's like maybe when I have a family that changes. But until then, I'm not gonna change my whole comedy style for a girl I've been dating for like a month. You know, like that's just crazy. Well, yeah, but there are guys that do that. Like there are guys that like they will really switch up their whole shit for a girl they really like, and. Um, Hey, more power to you. Up a perfect segue into what yeah. to talk to. You talk often about when is it and when is it not okay to refer to a female as a bitch. As a bitch. When she's acting like a bitch. Let's talk about it. Yeah, you just I call her a bitch when she's acting like a bitch. Well, I have yeah. a really bad habit of using the word bitch. Of using the word bitch. Why is this such a like Anyway, go on. I would never call my wife, my mother a bitch to their face out of respect. At, I'm from the Midwest, right? I'm not sure. from the South, but I'm from the Midwest. Yeah. It always comes with like, no matter what age you are, you respect yeah. your mother. Now, I cuss around my mother. But sure. I, now, if I'm talking about somebody I just saw at the door, yeah. and I don't know her. Who's that bitch? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean the bitch with the blue streak in her hair? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a terrible thing to say. Like Cat Williams once said, I'm no. not trying to call you bitches. I just don't know your name personally. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And I could either continue to say, I don't know, the, the black dude with the bald spot in the back of his head, or I could have said, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're describing someone you're not trying to be intentionally right. asshole about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, everybody's just searching for a way to be offended now, so it's like they're they're putting a lot more stress on this B word than really needs to be uh, put. Um, 
Yeah, who cares? It's just, what's up, man? Who cares? Just, I, don't, I don't even understand that. I've never heard a girl be upset about that. I've never had a girl say to me, I can't believe you call me a bitch. But when I call girls a bitches, like, it will be like. I've had hands put on me for calling somebody a bitch before. Yeah, but like, yeah. You're, you're doing it with malice. Like, I'm not calling a girl a bitch with malice. Yeah, if you're coming in hot during an argument, yeah. you might want to refrain just because, again, people have been hurt. But like, there's ways. If you really want to hurt a girl's feelings, the word bitch is the worst way. It's not the worst it's, way. No, it is the worst. Yeah, it's like there are way better ways to hurt a girl's feelings. Like, they've been called a bitch a thousand times, right? And they refer to themselves that Exactly. It means nothing to them. It's They're pretending to be upset by it, right? But if you really want to, like, make a girl feel uncomfortable, you just find whatever she's insecure about and then point that out. Do you see that on stage? So It's like calling a dude a dickhead in an argument. Like, yeah. all right, you call me a dickhead? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? I don't care. I mean... That's what I'm saying. I don't call girls bitches in terms of, like, if I'm upset at them. Like, I'll be like, damn, bitch. Disrespectful. Yeah, but, like, I'll joke around. Like, if a girl I'm dating, she looks good, I'll be like, damn, bitch. Like, she knows that I'm playing yeah. off a trope. Yeah. It's, hard. it's a satire, if anything. It's like with everything else. It's the intention you put behind. Yes, yeah. 100%. All right, so let's let's finish this. So you, you got the Matador tour, and then we're going to get you out of here so yep. we can... Get you on stage Sure, sure Get you back to the people Got the Matador coming uh, Matador tour coming Where are you going next? Uh, we got Columbus next weekend St. Louis Oh yeah? Get out of here Yeah, I love that club Great chicken tenders yeah. Columbus yeah. Funny Bone Yeah, man I uh, spent a lot of time Idolizing it yeah. yeah Have you performed there? No Not yet? Oh shit, man I have, So I performed once in my life Stand up And one thing for me so I was in the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PTSD, anxiety, the whole thing. So it's going to be my thing to to, to, get, back to get into it. To yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, so it's been that thing where I'm writing bits. I've got notes. I've got everything. And I try to... I was going to ask you, too. What do you think about practicing bits on podcasts? Do you like it or... So, like, I, I don't ever practice a bit, but oftentimes ideas come to me. Yeah. All my ideas come from conversation. Yeah. So podcasts are conversation. So I would say every joke of mine, not every, but most of the jokes yeah. were just, you know, we're talking about some topic and then this, you know, you say something and I say something and it turns into a bit. So I would, I wouldn't like bring a joke that you've scripted from, you know, beginning to end. That people have heard a thousand times. Right. Or what I, what I would do is maybe like bring a premise or an idea and then just converse with someone about it and then see where it goes. So, how long we got? Five minutes. Five minutes. Okay, cool. So, we have, or for me personally, I, I see comedy and I try to dissect it. You have storytellers. You sure. set up knockdowns. Yeah. Then you have guys like you where you're going to talk the exact same way you walk out that door as you are right yeah, now. Yeah. It's not going to change a whole lot. Right. Maybe a couple inflections. Sure. Yeah. I watched a comedy special recently and it was all storytelling. But it sounded like someone was giving a poor speech. You know, uh, you've been in sales. You know what it's like when someone's trying to sell you. Yeah. Right? You're being sold something you don't want. That's the only thing I try to really hash out in a podcast. Do you agree with that? Trying to figure out the time. Oh, dude. Take your... Dude, a story is a complicated beast. Yeah. And, and, like, for me, the thing about a story, and I have a couple stories in my act, is I need to know the end once I know the end, then I build back. So some people, they just tell stories and they tell stories because funny things happen along the way. Yeah. And 
what I feel about those stories is it's an hourglass that's slowly running out of time and the sand in the hourglass is actually your attention. Right? So like, but if you have a great ending to a bit, like there's a bit that I'll talk, I'll, I'll tell about my mom. We'll see how it goes on these shows. But that, that joke, I know the end from the beginning yeah. and I'm filling in all this space and I can fill in as much as I want or as little yeah. because I know where I'm going. Even if this part is like bombing, I'm like, I already know where this, sure, yeah, I, I got this, this part is coming. Yeah. Right. But the guys who are telling stories, which don't really have a clear ending, but there's a bunch of punches in the middle. Those eventually start to like wear out because you're like, where are we going with this? What what is the purpose? What are you trying to tell me? Yeah. Like every story needs an endpoint. There's a goal that has to be accomplished, and the audience is invested in the accomplishment of this goal. So did you notice that it comes so naturally to you? You just did it. You said, I'm gonna tell you that what I need first is the ending. Right. The ending of what you were gonna say. Right. And then you backfilled. Yes. To get to that point. Absolutely. And then it's all a summary, and you go, now you get it. There it is. And yeah, and some people are just gifted naturally in terms of stories. Yeah. They're just so gifted, like certain guys. Yeah, they just get a story. Like my brother, he's not a stand-up, yeah. but he just understands funny, and he can just tell a story so well. He just gets the funny part. Maybe. Oh no, he's a way better. Uh, he's a wild guy. But yeah, he's a like my, he's just my brother's way better storyteller than me. It's just so organic to him. Some people just got it, man. Like Kreischer, great storyteller. Like even when he's not on stage, like when you're just hanging out, he's just gonna tell these stories, just really funny organically. You can tell. Bird is a genuinely good dude. Yeah, and good dude. I would enjoy just hearing him talk. Tell yeah. Story. All right, so I can't let you out of here without asking this question. Go. Top rapper in the game right now. Uh, Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. <laughs> I've never even heard that song. Really? Never heard oh, it. listen to the remix. It's great. Dude, I know you're big on like Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Never seen one, but yeah. I'm not that guy that like talks about how. I good. Watch it. Yeah, yeah. So who's your top? Top rapper in the game. Oh, God. It was like, you're saying current rapper? Current, yeah. Who's currently good? I, I really could care less about rap, to be honest with you. Really? Who am I listening to if I have to listen to somebody? Um, if you had to turn an album on right now. Oh, they could be dead? Yeah. Oh. Honestly, if I had to listen to one guy, here's a question. Who would I, if I had to listen to one rapper for the rest of my life, who would it be? Yes. How about that? Yeah. If you're stuck on an island, you get one album. Okay. One album or one rapper? One, one, one rapper. rapper. You can bring this whole collection. It's either Kanye or Jay-Z. And you really got to take that in. And I think it's Kanye because Kanye has such a diverse... And I, Kanye annoys the fuck out of me as a guy. Like, I'm wildly annoyed by him. But... but he has such a diverse catalog of music. Yeah. If you're on that island, you're like, all right, enough with this shit. Yeah. Right? Okay, give me some 808 and a heartbreak. I'm depressed. I'm on this island, right? <laughs> and then for whatever reason you have a good day, you get like a big fish. You're like, I need some bangers. You know, put on power I'm or whatever. Back to when he had his shit wired. Boom, exactly. <laughs> Through the wild, like you get injured. You know what I mean? Like it, you just have some, it would be it would be worth it. And then Jay-Z, I think he has so many songs. You could find little shits in there as well. But it would have to be one of those two if I had to listen to Rapper. Well, tell them where, tell them where they can find Oh, uh, Andrew Schultz, no T, S-C-H-U-L-Z. Um, 
And uh, yeah, that's on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, the website is theandrewschultz.com. And then you can get all my tickets, uh, info, all that kind of stuff, man. Yeah, and the YouTube is the Oh, yeah, YouTube.com slash Andrew Schultz. All my stuff is on YouTube, yeah, man. the best, guys. Andrew, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, Cam. Appreciate you, brother, for sure. My man.